Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Yoda Pain Podcast, Friday, August 18th, 2023. The Joe Beningo Yoda Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Buy a needed discount tire and our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, you, I just did my opening here for people. I don't know if my daughter will put it out, but I just sang the uh, great Frank Sinatra classic, The Summer Wind, which I have to say was not bad. Okay, I have to say did it pretty well uh, in all due respect to the chairman of the board, the greatest uh, of all time, Frank. So but nevertheless, I don't know if that'll be out there, but it is. What we'll open with today is my trip to Jet Camp. I had never been out to Florham Park before. And my old partner, the great Evan Roberts. And don't forget, Evan Roberts will be with me two weeks from tonight when we have our next live podcast, September 1st at the Hackensack Brewing Company. You don't want to miss that. Uh, myself and Evan back together again, and we will have uh, Fireman Ed somewhere down the road after that. And we're working on a bunch of different people this year to have at the podcast in what should be, hopefully, better be a uh, tremendous football season. But, you know, for my Jets. But uh, out of camp, it was great. Evan asked me to come out there. Tiki, his partner now, was unavailable that day, uh, Didn't didn't was not working that day. He invited me to come out, and it was a tremendous day. I uh, got to interview uh, the coach, Robert Sala. I uh, hadn't seen him since we played golf, so it was good to see him. We interviewed Quinn and Williams. We interviewed Alan Lazard. We interviewed uh, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, really terrific day. What a facility it is out there at, at Florham Park. Uh, really, really outstanding. Uh, even met Eric Gelfand, who was happy to meet him, the head of media relations for the Jets. Unfortunately, no Woody Johnson, right? I tried to get Woody. Woody was not was not there. As a matter of fact, it's funny because when you go into that parking lot area right in front of the big, what is it, Atlantic Health Facility, right? Uh, they do not have, uh, uh, well, they have, you know, the parking spaces. And the only persons whose names are on the parking spaces are Woody and Chris Johnson. Neither car was there. So I thought that, so <clears throat> I guess Gelfan wasn't BSing me that they he really uh, was not there on uh, on Tuesday. But uh, yeah, it was really, uh, really interesting. Really enjoyed, got, uh, enjoyed it there. Got to see some people I have not seen in a while. Uh, so um, really, uh, it was a, a great experience that day. Really enjoyed it and uh, working with Evan again. And that was also the day we found out that Dalvin Cook was back in the fold. Dal- not back in, but that Dalvin Cook had been, had, was signed by the Jets. And just another weapon uh, as far as the uh, uh, moving into this, what better be a big-time season for the Jets 
in 2023. Now, I have one little criticism about the outside of the facility. They have a beautiful, they're like pictures, black and white pictures of some of the great, great Jets of all time, right? There's Joe Namath, there's Don Maynard, there's Winston Hill, there's uh, Joe Klecko, there's Curtis Martin, all Hall of Famers. And then the other guy is Wayne Corbett. Now, I love Wayne, all right? He's an all-time Jet. He's in the Ring of Honor, one of my favorite Jets of all time. Don't have the Corbett jersey. I got to get the Corbett jersey. I had it. I don't know what happened to it. Like maybe in the transition of the moving, we lost it. Whatever happened to it. But it's irrelevant now. But Corbett's the other guy up there. And like I said, I love Wayne. But don't you need to put another Hall of Famer up there? Maybe Darrell Rivas should be up there, right? Maybe Kevin Mawai should be up there. Maybe Weeb Eubanks should be up there. You could even put John Riggins up there. So those are the Jet Hall of Famers. So, you know, how about putting and, – and I love Wayne. <clears throat> but that's the only thing. I didn't understand that, but that's my one criticism of the complex out there. They got like three or four different fields. They got a, a tent where you can buy merchandise. I went in there. I perused that. Nothing really I wanted. There was nothing, you know, I'm not buying any Aaron Rodgers jerseys now. And the other jerseys they had there, I got both of them, Garrett Wilson and, and Sauce Gardner. So didn't, uh, didn't do anything along those lines. But uh, great day. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate that Evan asked me to go out there. And uh, like I said, it was good seeing, uh, certainly good seeing Coach Salah again. And right now we we get along great because they haven't lost a game yet this year, you know, and he knows that, you know, <laughs> he's going to hear from me. And I thought it was interesting too. Did you see the hard knocks? I'm, I, I could care less about hard knocks. I really, the only reason I'm watching it is because it's my team. You know, the only other time I ever watched hard knocks was back in 2010 when again, the Jets were on again, Rex Ryan was the coach and all of that. Remember the Jets made the AFC championship game that year. So that bodes well, maybe, you know, for a big year because they're on hard knocks. We'll see. But how about the fact, and I have gotten the one, my biggest criticism of coach Sala has been this, that he's just such a nice guy. I mean, the guy's one of the nice sweetheart of a guy, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet a complete gentleman. There's no doubt. My wife loves him. I mean, there's no doubt. She's crazy about him and all of that. All right. He's a wonderful human being. Can't say enough good things about him, but to me, that's the one negative about him, that he's such a freaking nice guy. Is he really, you know, letting his team have it when they deserve to get it? And we saw it the other day, you know, after that terrible, I guess it was after the terrible practice they had with Carolina, where the offensive line was being, uh, you know, pushed around by Carolina in that practice session. And he lit into him because right now, you know, the biggest concern you have right now as a Jet fan is the offensive line. All right. The defense is good. You know, they got to take the ball away more. I've I, I, I've emphasized that left and right. But you got to be happy with what we got on the defensive side of the ball. And this team is loaded with offensive weapons. Now you add Dalvin Cook to the mix on top of it. Brees Hall was finally cleared to practice the other day. You know, we got it all going. We got McCole Hardman. We got Alan Lazard. We got Randall Cobb. All these different guys <clears throat> that have been brought in in the offseason to bolster this offense for Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> as I cough my brains out here. But, <laughs> sorry, guys. But, um, anyway, the one the issue that you have right now, if you're a Jet fan, your biggest concern is the offensive line. And it has not looked good so far. And, you know, I envision the offensive line this way. I'm still not sold that Mekhi Becton is going to be the guy at left tackle. Now, he should be. 
You know, Dwayne Brown, you know, he's a warrior, but he's 37, 38 years old. He's had that shoulder injury, played hurt last year. I don't think he, I don't think he's practiced at all yet this year. I don't know what's going on with him, but I don't think he's been cleared to practice yet. Or maybe they're just holding him out for the season. But the ideal offensive line to me would be this. You got Becton at left tackle. You got AVT, Elijah Vera Tucker. We know he's the guard, but he, you put him at right tackle. And I still think he can, you know, Salah had said to me when we were playing golf, he said, he said, as a right tackle, he gets the job done. He's very good. But as a guard, he's, he's all pro. And that's what he said. That's the difference. But still, in this case now, Becton at left tackle, AVT at right tackle. How about Connor McGovern? Can he play guard? Put the kid, Joe Tipman, the rookie, the second-round pick from Wisconsin, put him at center with Connor McGovern, who plays every down at, at, at right guard, and Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. To me, that's probably what the ideal offensive line would look like for our football team. Now, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the one big concern, though, we have right now. Everything else looks set. The defensive line looks absolutely loaded. And I put no stock, as you know, if you've listened to me over the years, I put absolutely no stock in offense, uh, excuse not in the offensive line, but no stock in preseason football. It's not alcoholic beer. That's really what it is. You know, who cares means nothing in the long run. But that defensive line has looked terrific, looked great against Carolina last week. Uh, you know, they were all over the place. I mean, you got so many guys. You got Quinn and Williams, you got Carl Lawson, you got John Franklin Myers, you got the uh, the rookie, the kid now, Will McDonald, the third, and we'll see the first round pick out of Iowa State. We'll see, you know, what, what he turns out to be, Jermaine Johnson, who I think is going to have a breakthrough year in his second year. I mean, you got all these guys, Al Woods, who they, who they brought in from Seattle as a free agent, veteran guy, to anchor the middle of the defensive line. You know, he's more of a run stopper than he is uh, a pass rusher. But you got all these all these guys, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple guys, all these different guys, all this depth that they have on this defensive line, you know, you got to be thrilled with it. And I'm ready to go. Let's see. Let's go. They got to start taking the ball away. You want to see a lot of pressure on a quarterback, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But that's the one area, if you're a Jet fan right now, that you're concerned about. It's all about the offensive line. And we'll see how the offensive line plays out. Uh, they play the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks on uh, uh, tomorrow night, their first game at, at MetLife here in the preseason. Tampa Bay tomorrow and then the Giants next week, and that'll close out the preseason. And then you got basically two weeks until opening night, of course, which is uh, September 11th against um, the Buffalo Bills, one of our favorite teams out there, as we all know. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we love them. Uh, anyway, in a must-win game, you know how I feel about that. I mean, to me, you got to win that game. You have to. Got to win those division games. I want I want to be 4-2 and two by the time they get to the bye. 4-2, and two, all right? With two of the four wins being in division games, beating Buffalo and, God knows, beating the goddamn New England Patriots, okay? No other way to say that, you know? But uh, we'll see how it plays out, but uh, – Getting ready for the season. It's been such a brutal baseball season, as we all know. It's been such a freaking disaster. But uh, nevertheless, so that was my day at Jet Camp, and we'll see. Like I said, Tampa this week. Uh, they also, I, I believe today, today, I guess yesterday was the practice. Yesterday. Yesterday was it was either Wednesday or Thursday they had the practice with Tampa. I guess it was Wednesday that they had the joint practice with the Bucks 
And then they play him, like I said, Saturday night. And then uh, next week they'll close out the preseason with the Giants and then get ready for Buffalo on September 11th. And like I said, it has been such a brutal baseball season here in New York. Whether you're a Met fan or a Yankee fan, uh, it has really been a disaster. All right, Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast. Let's pivot now to the baseball. Can you believe that we sit here now on August 18th and the New York Yankees are under 500? They just come off a three-game sweep at the hands of, in my mind, the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves, where they scored three runs in three games. They, they lost that first game 11-3. They got shut out the last two games of the series. I mean, just an absolute – and, of course, that was on the heels of that brutal loss on Sunday against the Marlins down in Miami where they punted a 7-3 lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning and lost 8-7. to So the Yankees right now, major – let's be honest. The Yankees are done. The Yankees are not making the playoffs. They're 60-61. and 61. Can you believe that? The first time since I believe it's 1992 – that the Yankees have been under 500 this late in the season. And you got to go back to 1992 for the last time the Yankees finished the season under 500, and they might. I mean, it's just not a good baseball team. Their pitching is in shambles right now. Cortez done for the year. Uh, Herman with his alcohol problems done for the year. Severino's been absolutely horrific. He didn't pitch terrible against Atlanta, but still, he's been he's been brutal. You know, Clark Schmidt's been okay. Obviously, Garrett Cole, to me, has been the best pitcher in baseball. You know, and their bullpen's been good, but, you know, the bullpen, eh, bullpens are bullpens. You know, I don't see the nasty boys or the uh, 1998 Yankee bullpen out there anywhere right now in baseball. So, you know, and they don't hit. I mean, let's be honest. They don't hit. They don't pitch the judges back. They barely don't pitch the judge. Judge gets walked two or three times every game. Why would you ever pitch to him? They get nothing from it from Giancarlo. Rizzo's been out now with a concussion, and he's had a miserable year. They've had, um, Lemayu's had a terrible year. You know, when your best player is Isaiah Kainafalefa or uh, you know Anthony Volpe, you know you got issues. Let's be honest about it. So the Yankees really in trouble, and I I don't know how in the world can Hal Steinbrenner, <clears throat> if this season what are they six and a half out of the last wild card spot, this team. Look, maybe they'll finish over 500. I don't know. They're in last place right now in the American League East. They play the Red Sox uh, here in New York over the weekend at the stadium, and we'll see what what they can do in that series against their uh, uh, blood rivals in Boston. But they're looking up at everybody right now in the American League East standings. That's un- Think about that. That is mind-boggling. And if they don't make the playoffs, whether they finish over 500 or not, it's irrelevant. Certainly if they finish under 500. Uh, I don't see how, how in the world, and this team's not making a playoff, so let's be real. How in the world does Hal Steinbrenner retain Brian Cashman? I mean, can you tell me that? And I know every, I, I don't know a Yankee fan out there that doesn't want to see Cashman gone. I mean, I got to tell you that. I don't know, and I'm not a Yankee fan. You know, let them lose. To me, it's great, especially when my team's the, the disgrace that they are to Mets. But the Mets are in a different situation than the Yankees. The Mets have punted the year. The Mets basically punted the year when they traded away Scherzer and Verlander. The Yankees didn't punt the year. The Yankees basically stayed pat and said, we're going to go for it. So to me, that's that's quite a different situation. You know, as bad as it is for the Mets, have we, you know, as a, you know, even though we got screwed 
uh, by Uncle Stevie this year, you know, pulled the rug right out from under us. Who knows? Maybe if he would have kept it together, maybe they would have done something. They're not really playing that bad baseball right now. Had a nice win last night against the Cardinals in St. Louis. And, you know, we'll get to them <clears throat> in a couple minutes and all of that. But I don't see how Hal Steinbrenner can retain Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, for that matter, if this team just craps out and out of the rest of the year. How do you do that? The guy's been there, he's been there 30 years, Cashman. How long can he be? You need a new voice now. It's time for a new direction for the end. This is the Yankees. You know, this is the, you know, the most famous uh, sports team in the history of of uh, of the world, really. Think about it. 27 world championships, all of that, right? Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio, Mantle, Yogi, uh, you know, Jeter, Mariano Rivera, you know, all these great players that they've had over the years, right? Whitey Ford, we go on and on. Ron Guidry, Reggie, Thurman, we go on and on. All the great Yankees over the years. A-Rod, who, by the way, they should retire A-Rod's number. It's a joke that they haven't, but they won't because, you know, you know. But the guy only did. They wouldn't have that championship in 2009 without A-Rod. Isn't it time to put number 13? They got everybody else's. Everybody else is out there. Isn't it time to retire A-Rod's number 13? But that's for another day. Anyway, uh, I don't see how Hal Steinbrenner retains Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, for that matter. They need a new voice at Yankee Stadium. But one of the problems is they continue to sell out. You know, as I've said many times, they get 40000 in the building for a, a Tuesday night game against the crummy Oakland A's, right? And that's part of the problem. But... We'll see, but just an unbelievably brutal year for the Yankees as they are right now on pace to have their worst year in 31 years. Think about that. Un-freaking believable. All right, Beningo, the Oda Pain Podcast. I'm going to have a little Maxwell House Good to the Last Drop coffee. Here we go. Ow! <laughs> By the way, I want to thank my – before I get before I get to my, uh, my, my uh, sponsors here – I want to thank my buddy Sam, who lives in the complex here. Uh, he was down at Camden Yards for the Mets series a couple weeks ago. Of course, the Mets got destroyed in that series. They lost all three games. But they were celebrating, were honoring the 40-year anniversary of the last Oriole championship team in 1983. And Sam, I guess they were giving out Eddie Murray bobbleheads. And Sam was good enough to, I guess he got a bunch of them, to give me one. It's very nice. I got it right in front of me here, right next to Albert Bell. Eddie Murray, of course, in the Hall of Fame. Albert Bell, of course, should be. But I've been down that road 8 million times. But, you know, we all know the baseball writers. They know better because they're, they're smarter than everybody, right? Well, think about it. You know what I'm saying? They're the smartest people out there. I can think of a few politicians that, you know, think they're smarter. But they're right in line with all of that, the baseball writers. But nevertheless, but I want to thank Sam for getting me a very, very nice Eddie Murray bobblehead. And how about the fact that, the bobblehead actually shows Eddie Murray in a baseball pose. He's got the bat and he's getting ready to hit. You know, he doesn't have a trumpet. You know, he's not, uh, you know, dressed like Harry Potter or like like a Darth Vader. You know, none, none of that. You know, he's not in a superhero costume. He's in his baseball uniform. How What a concept. So I want to thank Sam for that as we add to the you know, what we have down here in the basement. You know what I'm saying? In my, uh, we'll call it the playroom, whatever you want to say. The football watching room. The jet watching room downstairs. 
But I want to thank Sam again. We got to play golf too with Sam. I want to thank Sam again for the uh, Eddie Murray bobblehead. Uh, terrific job by him. And remember, Eddie Murray, of course, played for the Mets, actually hit his 500th home run as a member of the Mets. I believe him and Gary Sheffield are the only two guys, not that they were like great Mets by any re- any means, but are the only two guys to hit their 500th home run as Mets. So we want to thank Sam for that as well. All right. The Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. We'll be there two weeks from tonight, as I mentioned, with Evan Roberts, September 1st for our next live podcast. Uh, you know where it is. It's uh, on Route 4 in beautiful Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? <laughs> I always like to sing that little Billy Joel song. Not that I love that song, you know. Uh, Moving Out is the name of that song, if you didn't know. But anyway, um, 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, you know the deal. Tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8. On Sunday, when you're there, make sure you check out my Ode of Pain beer. I know they were featuring it on uh, on uh, at the brewing company. Don't forget, we will move away now from the Met Collars into the Jet Collars for the Oda Payne beer. Great job by TJ there. He's done a phenomenal job with it. Check it out. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. See the great uh, Mike Jones. See TJ. See, the, as I say, the homish fucker there. You know, Herb and Andre and everybody. But again, we will be there on September 1st for our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company with my great longtime partner, Evan Roberts. Also, I need a discount tire. You know the deal with that. <clears throat> see my son, Johnny. See Ari. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. Whatever you need, go see them over there. Go see my buddy, Rob, who does a tremendous job. One of the top mechanics they have over there. Uh, they do a great job. So you want to uh, get anything done with your car, go see him. Ask, ask for Johnny or Ari or Rob and tell them Beningo sent you. Uh, they are in uh, beautiful um, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Go check them out. The uh, Anita discount tire. And, of course, DraftKings. And DraftKings will be back with us starting for the NFL season. And don't forget, don't forget this. Starting, actually, we're going to start at September 12th. So it'll be the day after the Jet game. So we're not going to do we're not going to do a Monday, September 11th podcast after the openings. Sun, uh, Thursday and Sunday of the NFL season. We're going to do, uh, we'll actually talk about the uh, opener, the Thursday night opener between Kansas City and Detroit. We'll break that game down on Friday when we do the podcast. We will, you know, have done that. But we won't break down the entire weekend until Tuesday so we can get the Jet game in there and all my thoughts on the game against Buffalo. I'll be there with Cousin Bro, uh, the great Dr. Danny Conti. We'll be there together for that game. So, uh, but I'll do so. That'll be Tuesday, September 12th, and we will expand the show only during the football season. We will expand the show to an hour during football. All right. We'll have a lot more to cover. We'll do our Monday. Uh, like I said, this opening will be a Tuesday because the Jets are playing Monday. But normally we'll just do the Monday and Friday, football Monday, football Friday, and um, we'll be expanding it to an hour. So uh, that'll be cool. And uh, maybe with that, we'll have to hit the the uh, sponsors up for more money. I mean, you may have to. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Only kidding, guys. But maybe not. Anyway, but that will start an hour when we get into the football season. And DraftKings will be back with us again for our third consecutive year. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, we still got a few minutes to play with. The Mets. How about the Mets? They got a nice win last night. They took two out of three from the crummy. Nobody cares at this point, but 
They took two out of three from the Crummy Pirates. Nice win over the lousy Cardinals last night. 4-2 in St. Louis. Pete Alonzo hit his 37th home run of the year. He's got the two-run shot. He's got 37 homers and 91 RBIs. Can we pay freaking Pete Alonzo already? Memo to Uncle Stevie. Number one priority, and I want to see this team improved. I want to see certainly him make give the highest bid uh, to Otani in the offseason, even though I don't think Otani's coming to New York. I, you know, Stevie Cohen cannot be outbid for Shohei Otani. He cannot be, even if he does wind up going to the, you know, piece of you-know-what Dodgers or whatever, okay, or staying in Anaheim or whatever he winds up doing. Stevie Cohen cannot get outbid for Otani. But number one priority to me in the offseason, sign Pete Alonzo, okay? I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about the devaluing of first base or comparing him to Albert Pujols or Freddie Freeman or whatever you want to do. Pete Alonzo, homegrown Met. He's already one of the all-time greatest Mets we've ever had. Uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, say whatever you want. This guy is a 40-plus homer. 100-plus RBI guy every year. Every year. Even in a down season, this guy right now uh, has 37 home runs and 91 RBIs. He's going to hit somewhere in the 40s. Who knows? Maybe if he really got hot, he could get to 50. I don't know. But he's easily going to be over 40 40 homers as long as he stays healthy and over 100 RBIs. Like I said, he's at 37-91 right now. It is time to pay Pete freaking Alonzo. All right? Enough of all this BS that they might trade him. I can't believe that there are actually, and I won't mention the names of a couple of these Met fans, two specifically. I'm not going to say who they are because I like both of them. All right? That they would actually sit there and think about trading Alonzo. Are you nuts? Are you really crazy? And Alonzo has even got better defensively. And I don't want to start breaking down. I did this last week already where I basically broke down all, all the big-time Mets that got dealt away, of course, starting with Tom Seaver. Either got dealt away or were let, you know, just let them walk away, like what happened with Strawberry, what happened with Daniel Murphy, right? We've seen that over and over and over again. And I didn't want to see it now with Pete. This guy's going to break every offensive record the Mets have ever had. That's it. Every record the Mets have ever had. He's going to be the all-time home run leader when all is said and done if he stays his entire career here. He's going to be the all-time RBI leader, without a doubt. I mean, you you got to be kidding me. He's going to have every record there is, this guy. And you're actually thinking about getting rid of him? There's actually rumors about that? And now the crap that you hear about the devalue, it's really funny, you know, how you get these guys, these geeks that are out there that now basically – Run Bay, all these guys, you know, they can't play, but they're going to reinvent the wheel, right? They show you how smart they are, all these guys. Surprised they're not in the government, but <laughs> whatever, right? They're all reinventing the freaking wheel. They're all smarter than you. They're all this. They're all that. How now they're devalue, just like how they're devaluating the, devaluating the running back position in the NFL, how they're starting to try to devaluate first base, right? Not athletic, you know, all these absolute bs okay so anyway number one priority for uncle stevie he's got to straighten out the pitching staff he's got to go big time after otani but the number one thing he has to do sign p alonzo let me say one more time 
Sign Pete Alonso. I'll give you one more of those. Sign Pete Alonso. Okay? All right, Uncle Steve. No nonsense. Don't listen to the geeks out there, okay, who could really give a flying rat's tail about your franchise. All right? Sign freaking Pete Alonzo. All right? Please, Uncle Steve, can you please do that? Very good. Very good. All right, Beningo, the Oda Paint Podcast. All right, well, we got a few minutes here yet to play with. Like I said, if you, I'm not going to do it now, but I, maybe I'll have my daughter, maybe I'll have Aaron actually uh, pop out the uh, summer summer wind. Because I actually think I did a pretty goddamn good rendition of it. I had sang it once at one of the Christmas parties in the old days at WFAN. I think it's out there on YouTube somewhere. But uh, I actually did a pretty good job of it. So I want to I wanna toot my own horn here. A little bit. Every now and then you got to do that, right? Who's to, if I ain't tooting my own, ain't nobody. Well, no, maybe my wife's tooting it. That's it. Yeah. Well, you. I said, did I say my wife? Look, she's shaking her head. She's getting mad. She's ready to throw something at me. Come on. No, she does a good job of that too. In fact, she toots it more than I do. I don't. I don't do too much tooting, rooting, tooting, and all of that kind of thing. But anyway, we close in on the season. I'm very excited for the football season. I really am. We have a very tough schedule to start the year. Everybody knows Buffalo Sunday night, a uh, Monday night opener at home. Then we go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Then we come home to play the uh, the Evil Empire. All right, in a game they have to win, as we all know. Week four uh, is that Sunday night game against the defending world champion Chiefs. Then we go out to Denver for a little revenge after the nonsense that Sean Payton spewed um, about the uh, uh, you know about Nathaniel Hackett. So uh, we got to get them when we go out to Denver week five. And then, of course, the Eagles uh, is week six at home. And remember this, this summer, you know, it, it, this is like the revenge tour if you're a Jet fan. The Eagles, the Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in their history. They're 0-12, I think, lifetime against them. It's time to beat Philly. And then we have the bye week and then the Giants uh, the week after that, which is, of course, a giant home game. So, uh, very excited for the season. Very pumped. How about the fact that we will actually root for the Giants three times this year when they play Buffalo, when they play New England, and when they play the Dolphins? And it'll be the same way for the Giant fans. They'll be rooting for the Jets when the Jets play the Eagles and they play the Commanders. What a joke that is. <laughs> what a disgrace. That's such a disgrace. They got the new owners now. Maybe they're going to change the name. They should. You know what they should change it to? Redskins. And then, of course... When the Jets play the Cowboys. All right. Everybody have a great weekend. I will be, uh, check me out tomorrow at WFAN at 10 o'clock. I'll be back with the podcast on Monday. As always, all the love.